Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Uh, Rob, it has not been too long since we recorded. I think we recorded Thursday. Show went out Friday um, as soon as we heard about the double Game Week 34 uh, announcements. <laughs> so that's all behind us. Um, we've already helped you construct the rest of the season if you've been listening to us. Um, if you're following uh, Ben Krellen, who's making choices that I will not comment on. Some people are real <laughs> mad. I largely no, don't see that. Gun for hire. I, gun for fire, ben. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, the point is, everything out this weekend, and rightfully so, our content included, was about how to set up for either the rest of the season, how to get to 34, if you're going to free hit in 34 or 35, how to get to the other one of those weeks. What people aren't really talking about is this coming week. So, Rob, we've talked about constructing your team for the rest of the season, but you don't want to just punt this week to build toward... Like, you don't want to waste three weeks going into week 34. That's what happened with match week 31, is a lot of people wasted the three weeks leading into 31 just trying to get their teams ready and ended Mm -hmm. up kind of being screwed by it just because a lot of the high-profile guys um, like Zaha, like Shakiri, didn't end up uh, hitting that week. Are you thinking people should avoid making that same mistake again, or do you think that 34 is going to be so hit, uh, like like make or break, that people should exclusively be building towards that? Well, I'm not. Let, let me let me put this out there first. Yes, you should be building for 34, but there's still two weeks between now and then of gameplay, 32 and 33. Um, what I'm noticing is most of the the transfer in and outs are based around people who are have a good schedule now. And double in 34 because I think that's the way of the world. I think a lot of people who are playing in, in the FPL universe um, are are utilizing, I, th- I believe, their second wild card right now. And I think that they're 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 hemming and hawing. And a lot of a lot of the players that are going in and out and and uh, have been transferred in a lot. If you notice, when I get to the price changes, almost every one of these names has come in because if you're on wild card right now and you're not paying attention to the to the the rises in prices, you're doing it wrong because you're getting basically a free penny and you're banking on the point, the, the fact that they may go up another penny before the, you know, you sell them. So then you actually gain a penny in value. So, you know, penny, two pennies gained is a penny earned, I guess we'll say. Um, <laughs> and that's your two cents. That's my two cents, but you only get one cent because it's a half to them. And then we're on euros. Then we're out of Brexit. And stuff. But um, no, I mean, listen, I'm all for building 34. I'm currently building for 34, but I have my eyes on 32, 33, and 34 all clearly in the picture here. You know, it's a three-week play for me. Um, I just think that people are overlooking um, some of the matchups this week. You know, you have Liverpool taking on Crystal Palace. That's a great matchup right there. You have United taking on Swansea. It's another great mat- matchup. You have City taking on Everton. 
another great matchup. Anybody that City plays right now is a great matchup. Uh, Arsenal playing Stoke. That's a great matchup as well, yeah. fantasy-wise. Um, you know, there's some other sneaky value-wise ones in there. Leicester playing Brighton. Uh, Burnley playing West Brom could be could be a sneaky play for defensive or maybe a little bit offensive. Yeah, even um, Bournemouth-Watford. I mean, Bournemouth yeah. have been scoring goals, and Watford have Absolutely. been letting them in. Watford likes to give them up in, in bunches like bananas. Um, <laughs> Which is convenient because they wear yellow. See, that's why I said it. See, it's a whole color uh, simulation thing. <laughs> that's um, high-level analysis. Where else are you going to get that? Yeah, n- nowhere. Yeah, the only <laughs> the only game that doesn't really matter, especially between me and Kevin, because we're friends and we don't we don't talk about tawdry stuff like Chelsea Spurs on, on a on a on April Fool's Day. No, nonetheless, I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'd wager something, but you know, Kevin still still owes me so much. So I, I, so many six packs. I I don't I don't want to just heap on the. It's gonna be a keg. By the time I get if paid. If interest was a single beer a year, I'd owe you at least another six-pack. Yeah, it, like legitimately, like you owe me like a part, party ball. Do they still, still sell party balls? Me I, party I ball. don't know. I, I think just keg would be the, so, the way to somebody, go. Somebody Google me and Twitter me. And How uh, many growlers are in a keg? <laughs> how, many, how, many, how many pints are in a growler? How many shots are in a pint? I don't know. See, Ten. these are the important questions. <laughs> we'll Ten. get to later. I didn't. Well, I didn't mean to, to cut you off there. Though. Shots are two ounces. So, and a pint is sixteen. So that's yep. eight shots. And then, how many? How many? How many? How many uh, pints are in a growler? We're gonna finish out. We're we're de- delving. Uh, we're de- diluting from the uh, <laughs> FPL world. How many pints are in a growler? Three. Um, two and a half. Two and a half. It two seems. Two and a half. Okay. There's a hundred and. There's 128 uh, 12-ounce cups in a half keg. Hmm. So if, who has a calculator watch? We all play fantasy. Everyone owns a fa- calculator watch. Uh, it seems as though um, a 64-ounce growler would go into a Cornelius keg 10 times, but a quarter barrel keg 15.5 times. I mean, we all knew that. Oh, totally. Anyway. Oh, I didn't know you were talking about Cornelius Keg. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I should have clarified. And also, is, what is the, is the airspeed from... velocity of an unladen swallow? We, I, I mean, there is there is no other way to swallow, but, but to swallow. So, <laughs> oh. But, um, but the, the funny thing is, is um, what was I just going to say? I had such a good joke and you ruined it with your forget. Oh, I've never heard of a Cornelius Keg. Is that like the, the keg from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Like Corn, Cornelius... Jack or Cornelius Yukon or Yukon Cornelius, Cornelius Keg U- sounds like a generic bad guy from something. Yukon Cornelius. Cornelius. That's his Keg. name. Yukon Cornelius. That's his name. Oh, there you go. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Hermie and the Misfit Ooh. Toys. Ah, I want to be a dentist. A Cornelius yeah. Keg is the one with like the uh, it's just like one narrow cylinder. Oh, okay. It looks like an oxygen tank. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Look at you. Nailing it um, like that. Um, you raise an excellent point, though. There are a lot of really good matchups on this uh, slate that could be overlooked while building forwards. But I do think a lot of the players that are available now are players you largely want. If you kept Stanislaus after uh, 31, fortunately, he scored at the death, but it still counts. Um, he gets to go up against Watford and their horrible defense that we just mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. Lukaku looks a very good own the rest of the season. They get Swansea. As you pointed out, Arsenal against Stoke in their horrible defense. If you want Obama Yang rest of the season. So I, I do think it's possible to kind of take care of both things, both the yeah. immediate and the long term. 
Yeah, there's a lot of guys who check both columns here that are have great matchups this week, like Mares uh, and Double in Game Week 34. So I'm not saying you know keep keep a keen eye on 32, but have the binoculars set for 34, and you know just just make sure you keep one eye closed because the same guys you want are going to be the ones you want close and far. Hmm. That, but well, anyway, but uh, <laughs> don't don't overlook the, the the here and now. Yeah, yeah, totally agreed. Um, we're going to do some either ors, but let's go through some price changes. Obviously, there's been a lot of people moving a lot of people around um, before this crazy uh, end of season rush that we're going to hit. And yeah. with a lot of people on their wild card, moves have been coming even faster. Uh, so Rob, run us through those, and then we'll get into some either ors. Yeah, uh, there's been no goalies or or no keepers. Keepers are defense that has gone up. It's mostly offensive players, which makes sense because people are you know hemming and hawing and moving funds around to get a lot of their their score goal scoring studs in. Um, so price ups. Uh, William has gone up. Mares has gone up. David Silva has gone up. Or David Silva has gone up. Uh, Sun Hung Min has gone up. Um, that's it for midfielders. Um, they're all interesting. William doubles. Mares doubles. Salad does not, but. It's Salah is funny that that he's gone up. Um, I I looked it up and did some research. He's now owned in ninety nine point three percent of top one thousand teams. Wow! So that means seventy teams do not own, or no, seven seven teams do not own Morris uh, <laughs> Salah out of the top one thousand. Uh, David Silva is an interesting one. He's been playing well, great form, good matchup. No double in thirty four. Um, so moving on to the forwards, Abomiang has gone up, and I think Lukaku, Silva left the Spain uh, camp. Yeah. For he personal did. reasons that we assume is tied to his personal reasons why he left yeah. City earlier in the season. So do yeah. just keep an eye on that. Because while he's been phenomenal and has played most of the matches he's been available for, he doesn't tend to get rotated. But there is something going on there in the background in his personal life that has affected his pitch play. Yeah, I think it's the health of his of his kid, I believe. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. But I don't want to speculate too much without yeah, I don't really knowing. Either. I don't want to talk about his kid because then he'll track me down and beat me up. Uh, forwards, Obomiang, Lukaku, and Rashford have gone up. Uh, United double in 34, and they have two cheeky fixtures, so it's good. Uh, Glenn Murray has gone up. Uh, Benteke has gone up, strangely and oddly. I don't get it. Uh, Bobby Firmino has gone up. Jesus has gone up. And J- Jamie Vardy has gone up. So it's mostly midfielders and forwards that have gone up. Um, if you look at the the names there, Murray has a double. Firmino is just a stud, and everybody wants him because they have a good matchup this week. Um, and continue through the almost basically the rest of the year. We talked about it on the the pre-show when we heard the doubles. Liverpool is basically you ride or die with them, even if they don't have a double. Uh, Aubameyang is just in a sort of a goal-scoring uh, stretch right now that people are buying into. But given the lack of forward options, no Kane, no Aguero on on the uh, the docket due to injury, um, he's looking basically like the shiniest to- uh, toy. Um, I think Rashford's an interesting one. Uh, I'll, I'll have I have him earmarked when we get to either or after price changes because people are looking at him maybe as a differential with United's you know cushy fixtures either now or after the City fixture and the double in 34. But I want to touch on that later. Um, yeah, that's the price ups. We'll go into price downs. I just list the the stellar names there: Joe Gomez, Aaron Cresswell, Trippier have gone down in defense. Uh, Alexis in midfield. If you're still owning Alexis, you're playing the wrong game, and you're probably on fantasy cricket, fantasy baseball, fantasy rugby, whatever else you're on. <laughs> but don't or cheat maybe, if you're playing fantasy cricket. Maybe, maybe fantasy MLS. Maybe fantasy MLS. That's what you're playing. Fantasy MLS. Get get into it. Um, Neos, Aguero, and Kane have gone down as well. Um, Aguero and Kane are, are no surprises. People are shifting around funds. They don't they aren't healthy. Uh, Kane's timetable is question mark. Aguero's timetable is 
question mark slash City's going to win the league slash Jesus scored for Brazil and now he's probably going to start and score for first City. Um, I'm not surprised at, at Aguero or Kane going down. Um, if they're on your team right now, you probably haven't looked at your team in three months and you're not even listening to us. So it doesn't make <laughs> Although I, I am still holding on to Kane because I don't want to waste that transfer mm. because I do believe that he'll be fully fit um, by 34. Of note, uh, he was off crutches and out of his brace uh, over the weekend at Hotspur Way where um, England was training. So uh, just keep even an eye when, on that. Again, again, yeah. I don't think it'll be the Chelsea match, but it might be the one following. Yeah, even when Harry Kane's hurt, he scores a brace. <sighs> hey, that's that's my joke of the day. Brought Nailed to you by it. brought to you by ginger ale and Gillette. <laughs> And that too, which we'll probably get to in a minute. If you want to take a break right now, we could jump into either or. All right, yeah, yeah. Let's hit, let's hit an early uh, ad break and, and hear from uh, the fine folks at Gillette, and then we'll be back with uh, either or. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, and we are back now, Rob. We don't really discuss these before we get going, so I hope we don't have too many uh, of the same ones. But I have gone intra-squad, where all of mine are versus players in their own teams. Um, And the first one leads with that shiny toy you were just mentioning. Everybody's going Jamie Vardy right now. He's so fetch. It's the thing to do at the moment. Trump's trying to make fetch a word. (laughs) It's going to (laughs) happen. But would you rather have Golden Boy Jamie Vardy or his teammate, Riyad Mahrez, who has more combined goals and assists this season? Uh, I'm taking Mahrez. I think Mahrez is is the key factor there. Uh, I think with, with the way the midfield looks for the double game week, there's not a lot of great, great options there that you can rely on. Um, when you look at the midfield ranks there, you know, look at the players being transferred in. Sun doesn't double. David Silva doesn't double. McTarian doesn't double. Mm-hmm. Um, Sterling doesn't double. De Bruyne doesn't double. You're basically left with, uh, you know, Mares basically being the, the best. You have uh, uh, Willian there. You have then you go then it basically pummels down a little bit. You know, you have uh, Good Munson. You have Pascal Gross, uh, Jesse Lingard. Um, so basically, Mares basically is the 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 penultimate midfielder for uh, the if you're setting up now with the way their fixtures look. They play Brighton, Newcastle before the double, and then they play Burnley and Southampton on the double. So, I mean, that's four. From a, for a less, from a lesser perspective, I think that they should be able to win at least three of those games, at least score in three of those games. For sure. And from a scoring perspective, I think Mares could probably get on, 
you know, the sheet there because he, you know, two goals and an assist in his last two. Um, he's basically only had three three straight starts because he was coming back from injury there and poutingness after the whole Man City fiasco. Um, so 22 points in two games for Mars is 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 sexy. Um, if you're rostering, if you're building for the future, he's definitely one of the first first guys you get in there. You definitely want him now because uh, the way his transfers are going, he's being 82,000 transfers in this this week so far. But that that encompasses two weeks because basically we're on 10 days right now with with uh, without FPL. So he could possibly go up again. So if you're looking for that extra shilling, Mars Mar- is my is my pick from from uh, from Vardy and Mars. Cool. You got one for me. I got tons, dude. I got I got a whole bunch. Yeah, let's let's, um, just, uh, let's get a little back and forth going. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I mentioned both these players' names. Neither of them double in 34, but they're kind of have really sexy matchups either now or next week. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sun Hyung Min or David Silva. Ooh, again, we we don't know what's happening personal wise with David Silva, mm-hmm. um, but uh, man, Sun versus Chelsea is interesting. I I, I always find. Good wingers against good wingbacks to be an interesting matchup. Not just because it's always interesting seeing strength on strength, but because like we've seen with Bournemouth last year, it worked really well. This year, they keep getting caught unawares because they're too far forward. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Moses is pretty much locked down that job at the moment. Yeah. Uh, David Silva. Silva's matchup is obviously much better. Yeah. If I knew David Silva was fine, I'd probably lean David Silva. But there's no way Son is being dropped in the form he's in right now. Um, and I'm not overly confident that Chelsea will be keeping a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. I'll, go, I'll go Son, but it's close. Here's one even better. Since since Man City and Spurs play in in, in week 34, which mm-hmm. is basically what everybody's looking forward 33? to. 33? 34. They, they play, Spurs play Stoke in between. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Oh, sorry about that. So, so with Spurs playing Chelsea, Stoke, City, and City playing basically the Everton United Spurs, there's two out of those fixtures that are, are should be you know contemptually dangerous for a scoring perspective. Yeah. You know, so so instead of just just this game week, who would you take out of those three? Silva bases. It's basically David David Silva versus uh, Everton, or. Hyungman Son against Stoke. Oh, Son against Stoke. Yeah. Wingback so is, is their biggest issue, mm-hmm. and Son is on blistering form. And I also think uh, Son will be back to being a winger in that Stoke match. Yeah, absolutely. I think with no no Kane there, I think uh, Lorente gets to start up up top, and then they just also Kane might be back for that Stoke match. He, he might. He may be. Yeah, he may be. You're right. Cook him off the bench. We'll see. But but obviously, Son versus Stoke is lethal. Mm-hmm. Also, Tottenham I, keep insisting on winning by four goals against Stoke. Like I think it's five in a row now. Yeah, I remember that they did that early in the year, didn't they? Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, when we move on to the next thing, I'll look it up. But I honestly think it's the last five that Tottenham have won by four goals. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Sun over that stretch for sure. Uh, coming back to you, we're gonna kind of stick with uh, the Tottenham theme. Like I said, all mine are kind of versus each other. Would you rather have Sun or Ericsson the rest of the way? Sun, and it's not even close. I well, okay. Technically, it's not that it's not not that it's not close. I think that Sun is more a beneficiary if Kane doesn't participate in the yeah. next two. Three yeah, the games. longer Kane is out, the more valuable Sun is. Absolutely, because I think that he becomes more of a focal point in the pushing forward offense. I think I think Spurs also also change up their their giddy up and go down the down the wings more 
than with Kane not there. But that's mm. just I think that they're going to ch- not completely change up their style. I think that they they try to push a little bit faster than than having Kane up there to hold the ball up. Blah, blah, blah. True. Also, it sounds like it'll be Lucas uh, who mm. comes into the side. So Erickson, Lucas, Della, and Son is a that muddled attack that served them so well and has served Liverpool so well this season. So um, no Lorente. Hmm. No Lorente. I don't know if it'll be Laurenti, man. It's it's just very hard to trust that he'll score when he plays, as opposed to Son, who <laughs> lately it seems like he's scoring every time he plays. I just think that I think the tactic against against Chelsea is um, you take away Christensen or whoever's playing in the middle. Basically, with, you you pin him up with one with on Laurenti one. Laurenti just bullying. Yeah, and hope that and hope that you know the one of the wings can get free and you know monopolize. Basically, you know Spurs and Chelsea have you know kind of mirror imaging styles when they do line up with their best talent they do have attacking wing players you know so i think that's where the game gets caught up somewhere in there yeah interesting uh who's up next for you uh i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna here you go i got one for now and through the double game week because because we never really talk about anything anything about this position very much be after david uh david de gea Mm -hmm. everyone's gonna be rostering david de gea this week for sure um we're all looking for a second goalkeeper to match up with David De Gea. Um, Matt Ryan, Matthew Ryan is getting a lot of love. Um, the Burnley goalkeeper is getting a lot of love. Nick Pope, but I got a I got a caveat there. And Schmeichel is is my secret little love child right now because yeah, the next four look good. You know, um, so after David De Gea, from now until thirty four, which who is your second goalkeeper? Ryan, Schmeichel, or Pope? But I want to preface that with. Tom Heaton played for the under twenty threes and and captained the squad. Yep, yeah, Heaton keeps climbing back and back. I said like a month ago that I I wanted off the Burnley keeper right and did do it because um, I was worried Heaton would come back. Obviously, hasn't happened yet, but um, you know, <laughs> it could happen any day now. Um, and uh, I think people forget. I think Heaton is club captain at Burnley right he now. Is. He is. He is. Um, yep. So. Hard to keep him out if he is back and fully fit. Um, for me, I'm probably going Ryan. I actually have him in my Toggle League as well. Well, in this Toggle League <laughs> for this uh, mm. podcast. Um, and he's served me very well. Gets a lot of saves. Um, I don't actually have his player page right up, but I assume he's getting some bonuses off of all those saves. Um, and Lester looks a little uh, concerning considering how high everybody's riding on them. But Huddersfield and Palace after that don't particularly... Um, Tottenham in 34 is obviously rough, but you're probably just going to roll De Gea in 34 uh, yeah. against West Brom and Bournemouth. So uh, over the next two, I'd probably go Ryan. Ryan over Schmeichel. I'm going. I would lean Schmeichel myself. Yeah, um, against Brighton and Newcastle. Only, only because fair. I think the next four with the 34 in compass. If you're, you know, you're wild carding now. Which, if you've listened to our podcast, if you didn't go listen to it now, stop right now. Go <laughs> back to the other podcast. Listen to it. You'll hear my complete strategy. So I'm on. I'm personally on my wild card. I am going to bench boost on 34. So that is why I'm building my roster that way. I'll have two free transfers between now and then, and my current goalkeepers are Schmeichel and Dyer. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's not a bad shout by any stretch. Um, just have been. Uh, I I jumped on Maguire after that. Like, was it three consecutive clean sheets he had? Like a random week or a random consecutive? Yeah, yeah. 22 to 24, he had consecutive clean sheets. Um, and, uh, <laughs> that was the last time they happened. Yeah. And um, the other, the other interesting thing about, about Ryan, Matthew Ryan is with Brighton. Um, he's been, he, they've been, Brighton's been doing well, but people don't realize, don't realize this. They haven't had a clean sheet since week 21. Dang. 
I guess it's kind of different in Taga. See, I'm, I'm, this is kind of an issue. Um, is sometimes you carry like performance in one format with you. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, totally. Well, even without those clean sheets, I mean, he had eight and 27, four and 29, seven and 30 off mm-hmm. the back of all those saves I was mentioning earlier. Yeah. And it, it it's the, as well. the thing is, it's, it's no different than any other fantasy sport. It's based on how the scoring format is. You know, if any, I'm a fantasy baseball guy and you, you play fantasy baseball mm-hmm. as well. If, if, you, if one guy is good in one format, say like rotisserie, and in a points league, he's not so good because he doesn't, you know, fill all the other categories. Right. That point. It's, you know, it's just just the way life is. Yeah. Fantasy's just, yeah. not fair. <laughs> just admitting a, a little bit of bias on my side on that one. Um, okay, now we're going to bump down uh, to a little bit of a, a little bit of them cheapy boys. Both of them have three goals in the last five matches. Um, one of them has more starts than the other. The one with more starts is Ashley Barnes. The one who scored three goals and an assist in just the last two matches, of which he didn't start, I think. Did he start neither of them, or did he start one of them? Regardless, uh, Wood has done it in far less time, um, and pretty nice. West Brom Watford, that Leicester match, which is concerning for the defenders on Burnley, not so worrying for the attackers. Chelsea isn't great, but they play Stoke in 35, who we've already bemoaned, then they have Brighton and Bournemouth rest of season. Uh, which one of these Burnley guys would you consider taking? Especially if you've taken Mara's over Vardy, you have an open forward slot. Yeah, I, I'm probably leaning Barnes. Um, He's getting the starts for yeah, whatever reason. I, I think that given the time that he gets on, you know, he's been getting 70, some, 90, 90, 88. So, I, um, yeah, I, I'm going with Barnes only because I think that he's the tried and true guy, depending on the score. Of the game, you know, he'd mm-hmm. stay in regardless of what happens until the score got out of hand. Um, you know, we both agree yeah. that Wood is the better forward, though, right? I, I talent wise, yes, yeah, yeah, Wood is a better player. Barnes is a more can, can I say he has a higher better, floor he's, in he's, fantasy, he's better in a Charlie Austin kind of way. Mm, yeah, I can live with that. You know, he's Where, a, he like literally, like he's, in, he's just there to score, he's in a right place, right time. Kind of, kind of mode, yeah, I guess. I can live with that. Um, sure. I obviously was leaning Wood, uh, and it is worth noting that uh, Chris Wood right now, because he just passed eligibility requirements for shot accuracy, because he finally got enough shots, leads the league in shot accuracy with 72%. Wow. Just uh, just an interesting one. But uh, I agree with you. This this could just be a super sub thing. Yeah, um, like change of pace. Well, mm-hmm. look at, he also played West Ham, who was garbage defensively. <laughs> that is. Uh, very, Maybe he gave, they gave, he gave two goals and an assist in 29 minutes. Um, yeah. Yep, saw a lot of people that were frustrated because uh, they had benched him. And then... It just, it, it just goes to tell you how good Italy's defense is when Angelo Ogbonna is getting a call up. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you got one more for me? Um, I, got one, I got a couple more. Um, okay. we'll, keep it, we'll keep it in the midfield because we like to keep it classy. Um, midfield budget options. Good Munson. 5.1, Pascal Gross, 6. 6.0, both double. Both have okay matchups up until the, up until the 30, 34. Hmm. Um, I'm probably going Gross. I'll be honest. When, when that uh, dip happened around the winter period, mm-hmm. I sold off of Gross. And I've pretty much regretted it ever since. He has not left the creative stats since then. Like He continues to be top five in both chances created and accurate crosses like always. Yeah. Um and it's well, he's the focal he's the focal he he's, is he the is Brighton the builder. guy. Um and 
what's what's been so tough this year because we've talked about this before the creator in a bad team is usually still ownable um but the thing that's just bothered me all year is brighton continue to have the worst away attack and i think they have the third worst home attack like they are just not very good at scoring oh oh, oh, i I misspoke they've gotten a lot better lately i think they're 11th i'm not gonna count (laughs) that'd be silly um so yeah, maybe maybe uh, I needed to change my mind on him. But Brighton have the worst away attack in the league, which makes him <laughs> like even if he's creating a lot, it's hard to back him in those situations. Seven times they've scored away from home seven times this season. Mm-hmm. That is so bad. That is significantly less than one a match. Um, but I think Gross, because he's the driving force, is probably the way to go, especially over the coming weeks, because it gets mm-hmm. bad down the stretch. United City and Liverpool to wrap the season is hellish. But um, up through 34, I think Brighton have the better run, uh, and, and so I'm probably going to go with Gross here. Yeah, I don't think there's a I don't think there's a wrong answer here. I think either mm-hmm. guy fits into that that fourth midfielder budget option that is different than your fifth midfielder punt for the double. Um, and now, um, I think Gross is more the facilitator. Good Munson is more of the I'm going to break out and I'm nobody's going to own me kind of guy. That's yeah. that's basically what Good Munson does. Yeah, um, I've had Good Munson but, for way too long because I regretted selling out on Gross earlier. Yeah, it's one of those buyers buyers rem, uh, sellers remorse kind of things. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, would you would you own would you own Gross over Kennedy this week? I'm gonna be honest. I want to see more from Kennedy first. I, I understand the appeal because of the crazy low price and the remaining fixtures and the fact that he plays in 35. Like I get it. I, I don't want to talk anybody off him. I just want to see more. Although I will admit the Huddersfield match seems a ideal time, especially at home, to uh, see what he's got. You know his first name's Robert, by the way. <laughs> it really is. It's Robert Wait, Kennedy for real? Nunez. Robert Kennedy Nunez de do Nascimento. I could have made a very off-color joke, and I didn't. So we'll wrap up. His his nickname is Chappaquiddick. I will wrap up with um, not only an intra-squad battle, but an intra-family battle between Jordan and Andre Ayew. Obviously, Jordan serving the last match of his suspension this week. Um, Andre Ayew finally starting to get starts. You know, we mentioned as soon as he got there, we were like, why is he not playing? And then he was brought on as a sub. And like mm-hmm. scored twice, and we we're like, uh huh. That's that's what we thought. Uh, which IU would you rather have? Uh, rest of the year again. They are another team that plays in thirty-five. We talked to you off the defenders because they're playing City that week, which is terrifying. Even if it's their B team, but the attackers could have a chance. Yeah, I mean, you're basically looking at this for thirty-three and thirty-four. If you don't have, if you're not on your wild card here, um, you're basically looking at it from thirty-three for when they play West Brom. Um, you know. I'd like to see how fresh and fit and how informed Jordan Ayu is before I'd be like, okay, I'm going to buy him and put him in, insert him against West Brom. Um, I think Ayu, Jordan Ayu, uh, Andre Ayu, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm completely cross-eyed with Ayus right now. Um, you have crossed Ayus? Yeah, there's the, <laughs> there's the show title, folks. Um, I, th- I think Andre Ayu is the, is, the, is the own through 33. After that, I don't want anything to do with any Swansea players. I think we've gone over their 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 fixtures the rest of the year. The year they're they're okay after you know Man City and Chelsea in thirty five mm-hmm. and thirty six, and they do get a double in thirty seven. Um, but 
you might be wild carding to bring like I, I'm yeah, going to use my not, wild card in 36. You're not going so out of your way to bring in a Swansea player, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. You know, although you, he's still, be, still a sneaky, but mostly in draft. You're going to be gambling against yourself and wasting a transfer in 33 to gamble that they bring you some kind of fantasy goodness against West Brom. You know, on the road. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I, I don't think that. Like I said, after week 36. Yes, Swansea are, are complete buyers because of the double and then Stoke in the final season, final game of the season. Yeah, uh, decent, decent advice for sure. Um, all right, uh, this is where we usually take the ad break, but we already did that. Um, so we will just roll um, smoothly and without much ado or any kind of dues <laughs> into starts and sits. Um, my start is kind of related to what we were talking about at, at the beginning. Where mine is going to be Roberto Firmino. Um, this is not controversial if you just think about how he's been performing. Obviously, uh, three goals, two assists in the last five is something you like. He's the third highest scoring forward in the game this season. Um, but uh, some people are already moving off the Liverpool guys to build towards 34. Again, <laughs> they play in 35. So mm-hmm. if, if you already use one of your chips, you actually want to keep these Liverpool guys. And as we mentioned earlier... Uh, they have a pretty good matchup against Crystal Palace, and Liverpool have the best away attack in the Premier League this season. Mm-hmm. So I think people are hopping off a little too early. So kind of in the spirit of the intro of this show, wanted to make sure I had somebody that is definitely a good play right now, regardless of rest of season. But also, you could hold on to him rest of season. Like, we, we talked in, in our special about how you don't want to get rid of Salah um, against Bournemouth just because other people have doubles. Mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to think I'm not going to get rid of Firmino either. We'll, we'll obviously see how things go. Um, but I think uh, people are being a little too quick to judge here uh, on Firmino, who has had a fantastic second half of the season. My midfielder mentioned him earlier. Um, is going to be Junior Stanislas. Uh, at 6.0 is still a bargain. <laughs> Arguably should have been in the uh, discussion for those cheap guys earlier. Three goals mm-hmm. in the last five, even though that last one, again, was the last minute. And he's against Watford, who have the worst home defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Stanislas also up there in... Uh, Shot accuracy as well, though he doesn't do it super often. He is very accurate when he does so. Um, and largely was the one uh, hero in uh, 31, aside from all of the Liverpool guys. Um, so he's also riding on a bit of a high there. Um, in defense, I'm going with the Burnley guys. Uh, we talked about playing both for now and long term. Burnley is who you want right now. Against Watford, against West Brom, against Watford. Lester Chelsea gets a little iffy, but you don't want to sell them because you want that Stoke match in 35. Um, so I'd recommend bringing in a Burnley defender now. It's really take your pick. You can take Tarkovsky. You can take me, who's a bonus point machine. I'm just uh, partial to Ward because I hopped on him early that last time. Held on to him for like three extra weeks when he was hurt. Because I kept saying he'd be back the next week. And then he was mm-hmm. out for like two months. Um, but Ward is, is the direction I'm going there with defenders. Uh, who are you looking at uh, starting and setting uh, also in this kind of like short and long-term mold? Uh, I'll start in defense. I'm keeping it all. I'm keeping it Burnley here. With uh, I'm going with Tark, James Karkowski. Uh, first English appearance uh, got got capped yep, for the England team. Uh, 4.5 owned in 3.1 percent of leagues. I like Burnley up until the to the game week 34. Some people are gonna uh, roll the dice and probably have Burnley through those those double fixtures. Um, they do play Chelsea in one of them, so it's gonna be a tough tougher uh, sledding. Um, I like Tarkowski. I think he's coming off of the that England cap, and I think that he could do something, you know, awesome. Like completely get a clean sheet all by himself. No, and a, and two goals, and a goal. Yeah, and a goal and two headed assists. That doesn't make any sense. But anyway, uh, through my midfield, um, Mares. 
completely should be on everybody's team right now. Great shout. Um, Being weirdly slept on right now. Yeah, given the given the amount of people that are, like I said before, completely on wild card and building for the future, um, the, the the rate that this guy's being transferred in should be almost double to what it is, given the options through the midfield of what's going on. Um, I think he should be the most second most owned midfielder right now behind Mohamed Salah, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. Um, for forward, it's it's a Bomiang only because everybody wants the comfort blanket of not blanking anywhere and not having any doubles and just being being able to copacetically set your lineup and be like, okay, you know, he's like the Ron Popeil of fantasy forwards right now, and everybody's transferring him in as such based on 170,000 in right now. Everybody else is doing it, so, I mean, you might as well do it too. So, I mean, it's basically a coin flip between him and Lukaku. It just depends on how much money you want to spend everywhere else. Um, on to my sits. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a guy who sank me in – like two weeks ago, and Kevin yelled at me for it again. <laughs> I'm going to go with Shank Tosan. Um, oh, no. <laughs> okay. You know, it was it, once Once I said that, it was sinking me two weeks ago. It, it, Kevin knew it was going to come. Everton's just schedule is just not in its favor at all. Um, they have Man City. They have Liverpool. Then after that, sure, they don't blank the rest of the year, but they don't double either. So Everton is basically in the same handcuff pool as Arsenal. Um, I know he's got goals in his last couple games, but do you expect him to score against Man City, Kevin? Uh, probably not. You expect him to score against Liverpool at home? At, uh, uh, Liverpool on at home? Uh, yeah, I, I can see him doing it. Liverpool obviously not as good uh, defensively away from home than they are in, at Anfield, in, but in his first derby match, you think he's going to score against Liverpool? Come He'll on, he'll be a legend if he does. How about that? Oh Jesus, here he goes. He's Look. he's the next. Uh, uh, Nikola Yelovich. <laughs> I was going to say he's the next Clint Dempsey. <laughs> um, yeah, so Shank Tosan is my my sit for mid uh, for forward. So much hate, uh, man. What's going on? Were you one of those guys that got beat up by those Turkish guys at the embassy in DC? Yeah, I was completely because now I'm Turkish. Has somebody ever seen how I spell my name? It looks no, Turkish. no, no. It was American citizens that got beat up by Turkish security force. Oh no, I didn't do it. No. It okay. Wasn't. All right. Fair enough. Just check. So my midfield sit is uh, Mark Ornatovic. I think people are going to look at him, look at what he's previously done. His price tag, 6.9. He's still affordable enough. West Ham don't do anything good until, I, I believe, week 37 when oh they double. God. Their matches uh, are so bad. And even then, it's Leicester and United. Like, yeah. <laughs> what We talked about it on the last show. West Ham still play Chelsea, Arsenal, City, Leicester, United, and Everton. I mean, that Everton match is a little iffy. But like... Yeah. Oh, that is not a fun way to end the yeah. season. Considering that, considering they just gave up three goals in 29 minutes, <laughs> we just yeah. talked. We just talked about it. To to who? To Burnley. Yeah, that's not um, ideal. Yeah. I, I don't care. People are going to come look at what he did on the international break. He had two goals for country, um, and people like his hair. I I don't get it. Marco Ornatovic is a complete sell for me. Um, defensively, I'm just gonna I'm gonna broad broad brush stroke it. Um, sit Spurs, Chelsea, Everton, Palace, and Swansea this week. Yeah, absolutely fair. All of those. Um, for me, uh, my sits. I'm gonna start with all those forwards that are injured. Like if you aren't wild carded right now, there is like a zero percent chance you, you don't have a forward with some kind of ding on them, whether it be. Um, Aguero or Kane, maybe even Jordan Ayew, who we were talking about earlier. So, uh, again, I'm not selling. I, I had two of them, so I had to get rid of one of them. But um, you probably want to keep, uh, well, Aguero's the one that I, I personally sold just because even though they have the better 
run in theory. I'm not sure how many of those he's playing because they're probably going to wrap up the title soon. Um, but uh, for me, I, I'm sitting Kane rather than selling him. Um, in midfield, um, I'm going to go with Paul Pogba, who is still way higher owned than I thought. Currently having massive issues with uh, Jose Mourinho. I meant to have this pulled up already, but I feel like he hasn't done anything in weeks. He hasn't. Doop doop doop. <laughs> yeah, uh, he had an assist in 29, but before that, he hadn't done anything since 23. Um, the, his he last still, goal was match week 12. He's still owned in 10% of leagues. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but he, seriously, last time he scored a goal was match week 12, which yeah, was so probably don't, don't December. Don't Pogba. Yeah, it's it's really silly. And while United do have, like we've mentioned before, a decent uh, run of fixtures, that's not the way you want to go. You don't really want to go Alexis either. I'm personally just holding on to Lingard. There was that couple weeks where Lingard dipped, and I was like, I don't know if there's somebody else I trust more at Manchester United right now. Um, and aside from Lukaku, who I also don't trust. McTominay. Uh, McTominay, there you go. It's your boy. Um, for the defenses, I'm just avoiding the whole Tottenham-Chelsea match. I don't know how this is going to pan out. Um, again, I don't think Kane starts. Um, or even plays, but he's already off stuff. Uh, but Posh surely learned his lesson from rushing um, Wanyama back uh, against them earlier this season and then him missing the rest of the first half of the season. Um, but I, I <laughs> you're on the other side of this. Do you feel like you have a good beat on how this match is going to go? I don't. Uh, give me 1-1. One, one. Yeah? Just just to annoy all these defenders. Yeah, It'll be uh, David Zappacosta's first Premier League goal. <laughs> There you go. You heard it here first. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's it for Fantasy Premier League stuff. If you want to be here for a little bit of nonsense, uh, Rob, it's almost baseball season. It is baseball season. By the time people listen whoop, to this, whoop. baseball has started. Hype, hype, hype. So, Rob, who yes. do you think? Uh, we all know that you're the uh, relief pitchers are over there at um, Razzball. If you had to guess who's going to have the most saves and who's going to have the most holds, who do you think they'll be? Um, we're talking about saves as a quantity, right? Not Indeed. like he's the best reliever. Yes. Saves. I'll go. You know what? I'll give you a hometown shout, and I'll give you a Felipe Rivera. Ooh! Oh, I like that. Mm. Because you might I be saying I, that just to pander, but it is no, working. I'm actually not because I think I think the Pirates are built a lot like the Rays were. And oh, interesting. Alex Alex Colome won. Uh, he had the most saves last year with 47. Listen, the Pirates aren't going to score a ton of runs. They're not going to outscore a lot of people. And that's important for, for the save category. Yeah, we're not going to outscore the save. Yeah, you need, you, need, you need to keep it within three runs. And I think the Pirates have the ability to do that. Um, Holds-wise, I think it's going to be Juan Nicasio from Seattle. Okay. Not a bad shout. What, what about your boy uh, Swarzak? I like, I like Anthony Swarzak with the Mets. Um, you know, I just think that there's a, too many mouths to feed in the Mets bullpen. Mm-hmm. And their team is not a manager-friendly bullpen. Like he's not very friendly with the the bullpen there. You know they have they have Familia as the closer, and then they have a, a quasi closer on AJ Ramos, and then they basically have a whole lot of of, of useful useful pieces. Uh, Blevins and uh, Room R H U M E is a is a rookie to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I the Nicasio for me is is, is a guy. Um, I like Michael Givens from Baltimore. I think he's going to be yeah. used a ton. Um, I like Carl Edwards Jr. from from the Cubs, who we all know from his NASCAR days. Yep, Carl. Yeah, or his um, his hamburger joint. <laughs> yep. Um, 
yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of arms I like. Right, bullpens are the are the 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 five year wave that we're going through right now in baseball. Yeah, cool. And then we'll wrap with: Do the Yankees win the division? Um, yes, they win a division. I thought it was going to be by how many? Mm. I think they win by like five games. You know? Fair enough. All right. Uh, well, that'll do us today. Uh, you get a little bonus uh, fantasy baseball advice uh, there to wrap things up. Uh, Rob, tell the folks where they can get more of that and you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, FPL underscore MNOP. You can find my writings, stylings, and musings on soccer as well as fantasy baseball on rasball.com. Yeah, and I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kevroth. You can find my writings over at goal.com. You can also hear me hosting the EPL Roundtable on this very channel. Um, also, we have the championship show on this podcast as well, so be sure to check that out. And also, I do a live match commentary now over at Omnisport, uh, and I'll usually post the links to those uh, as they are happening if you're interested in such things. Uh, Rob, thanks so much for uh, <laughs> hopping on here again. No, just thank like you. four days no. after we did it on Thursday, and then that was just three days after we did it on Monday. But we're, we're churning these out pretty quick here. Um, but thanks so much uh, to you guys for listening. Thanks to Rob again for joining us. Uh, keep listening to our stuff, please. And uh, best of luck to your teams, unless you're in our mini leagues. And we'll catch you next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.